Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees podcast for Monday, June 28th. The Yankees are swept by the Red Sox again, second time in a month. In between, they won 9 out of 14, but... You go 0-6 against the Red Sox, well, it's going to stand out. It drops the Yankees 6.5 back in Boston. They're only three games over 500 again. They have largely failed inside their own division, which is kind of frustrating because look how well they've played against the other good teams in the American League. They've won series against Houston and Oakland, against the White Sox and the Indians. Uh, these are teams that are in playoff position, are the best teams in the American League. And I don't think it's a matter of the East teams, Boston and Tampa, being that much better than everybody else. Uh, it's just the Yankees have played well against those teams. Uh, and it's kind of like who you play when, they pl- when you play them kind of thing. But the Yankees just aren't very good right now, and especially against Boston and Tampa Bay. They have won four out of their last seven against Tampa Bay, but a lot of damage done early and they only have two more series left against the Rays. They've got a lot more games left against, uh, left against the Red Sox. And while this 0-6 stretch is damaging against Boston, the real test comes a month from now, not even less than a month from now. You, right after the All-Star break, the Yankees have an 11-day stretch from July 15th to July 25th, where they will play the Red Sox eight times in 11 days. Four at home, four in Boston. There's a two-game series with the Phillies in between, but it is really the key stretch for the entire season. Uh, And right after that is the trade deadline, which is when things are going to start happening a little bit. No moves are happening now. If you look around baseball, it's not like everybody else is making trades and the Yankees are not, and you wonder what's Brian Cashman doing. He's missed out on a bunch of stuff. It's not like he doesn't want to make trades right now, but they don't happen right now. They happen closer to the deadline for everybody. There are teams who are still in it. There are teams who think they're still in it and aren't ready to pull the plug. And even a team like the Marlins, who the Yankees have probably a couple of candidates there they can trade trade for, namely Starling Marte, to play center field. It's not that easy to make a deal yet. The deals get easier when you get closer to a deadline, when teams decide they're ready to move a player, and maybe the price tags come down. Um, and that's really where we are right now. Because, listen, the Yankees aren't alone in this. There are a lot of other teams that could use help right now. There are a lot of other teams that are looking at the trade market and saying, we need help outside our organization. It's not happening right now. But if you go back to the Yankees, they need to just start playing better again because they have in the past. They need to wash out this Red Sox series and get ready for that eight-game stretch. What's realistic? Maybe six and two, try and win six out of eight in those, um, in those eight games, win both series, three out of four and three out of four. That would be enough to right the ship. 
for the New York Yankees. They obviously have business to take care of before then. They have four games coming up with the Angels. And Shohei Otani is a left-handed slugger coming into Yankee Stadium. The guy the Yankees tried to get but never got to play in that field because he decided he was going to uh, sign on the West Coast. The Yankees did everything they could. They acquired lots of international slot money, as Michael King reminded us uh, on Sunday when he was traded over, traded over with slot money. And the Yankees did everything they could to get as much money possible to sign Shohei Otani when he was available. He didn't want to play on this coast. So he signs with the Angels. And the trickle down of that was the Yankees then pivoted to Giancarlo Stanton. So that's how they ended up with Giancarlo Stanton, because they didn't get Shohei Otani. A lot of different fallout from all that, too, including right now when Stanton still isn't available to play in the outfield. You have lost Gary Sanchez's bat on the days that uh, Kyle Higashioka catches. Sanchez can't uh, DH on those days because Stanton is DHing those days. A lot of trickle down there. We'll get to that in a second. But Shohei Otani comes in to Yankee Stadium, and, uh, well, we'll see how much damage he does against the Yankees. And uh, if he does any damage at all, even if it's just a couple of home runs, it will highlight the fact that the Yankees could use a left-handed bat like that, and they have uh, become extremely right-handed in their own ballpark. Uh, We'll see how that plays out with Otani. Gary Sanchez has played very well, right? Um, He's probably played himself into the All-Star game is what he's done. If you look at catchers in the American League and where they are at this point in the season, Gary Sanchez should be an All-Star. He's played himself into that spot. And and it's a remarkable turnaround because this is a guy that so many Yankee fans just wanted cut, released, didn't matter, just thrown into the river a couple of weeks ago. And here he is carrying the load offensively again and showing you what kind of a dangerous sitter he can be. It's actually a pretty good problem to have on a day when he is on the bench and Kyle Legashoka is catching because when else do the Yankees have a bat like him available to pinch hit uh, late in the game? Even if, if it's a tight ball game or if you're behind, You've got Sanchez waiting on the bench to uh, to hit and maybe catch the last couple of innings. We've seen him do some damage off the bench in pitch hitting rolls. It's actually um, a pretty good luxury to have because otherwise you don't have that kind of bat waiting for you off the bench. Um, but the, the Yankees right now have bigger problems than Gary Sanchez, believe it or not, because he's no longer a problem. Glaber Torres all of a sudden is an amazing problem. Uh, you rarely say... You know, you always hear people say, well, it's not like he forgot how to hit. Well, doesn't it feel like Glaber Torres has forgotten how to hit? He is not the same player that he was a couple of years ago. He's still very young, and he's gone through some struggles. Maybe some of the defensive issues he had earlier in the year affected him mentally. But now he's at a point where you're, you know, you're three months into this season. You're at the halfway point of the season. You've got to get over this and figure out how to become Glaber Torres again. You know, the Yankees lineup has had a little bit of a resurgence, and I know it didn't show over the weekend in Boston for various reasons, but if you look individually at players like DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge has had a great year altogether, I would say, minus the one, like, eight or ten-day slump he had earlier this month. He's had a really good year uh, and had a, you know, and, and had a couple of big hits in the weekend against the Red Sox. But DJ LeMahieu has bounced back. Gary Sanchez has bounced back. Giancarlo Stanton has shown you kind of who he is, hot and cold, this and that. Uh, but if you look at Glaber Torres specifically, he has never, my outside the three-game series against the White Sox where he had 
eight hits and eight RBIs in that weekend series, the sweep against the White Sox, he's not shown you anything close to the player he was. And I don't know if, you know, I mean, you kind of have to just stick with this, right? Because you know what's there. And it's not like you're, you're, you have other options for him. That's probably why he's still here. But Glaber Torres and Clint Frazier, to me, are two guys who are astonishingly bad at the plate right now. And think about what you thought of these guys for the last couple of years. Glaber Torres obviously showed you who he was. 2020, you wipe out maybe a little bit because they told you he came into bad shape. And after the shutdown, he wasn't alone there. The 60-game season was a waste for him. And you come back strong again. Hasn't, hasn't shown. I mean, again, outside of that three-game series against the White Sox. Clint Frazier's a guy who you've been aching to get playing time. And let's just remember how much the concussion took away from him that he suffered and uh, how much playing time he lost because of that. And now you're finally in a place where you've gotten away from 2020, a full season. He's gotten legit playing time. Okay, maybe it wasn't as, as much early on as you thought. He did share a little bit of time. But he did get significant playing time. It's not like they buried him on the bench. He got significant playing time. And you're sitting up at the end of June and he's hitting under 200. And he's still having struggles defensively. Uh, not that he doesn't make a great diving catch every once in a while, but uh, uh, has not hit a cutoff, man. I, I don't know how long. Uh, that's part of being a good defender, too. Uh, offensively, again, that great bat speed hasn't shown. Shows occasionally. Hits a ball out of the ballpark. But he's hitting under 200. He takes a lot of fastballs for called strikes. Um, there's a mystery here with with where Clint Frazier is. And if you think back to that trade deadline five years ago when the Yankees acquired Glaber Torres and Clint Frazier, and these guys were going to be the fixtures, we're finally at a place where they're both healthy and in the lineup at the same time, and they're both weighing down the Yankees, helping to weigh down the Yankees because they are underperforming offensively. If they can get going at all, it's a big turnaround, a big boost, and it helps the Yankees lengthen that lineup. Their lineup is not deep right now. It's top-heavy. Um, and it's only top-heavy because some guys finally started to hit. Otherwise, it was a waste altogether. Uh, but you've gotten LeMayu and Judge and Sanchez and Voigt and Urshela all doing something, okay? I know it's not MVP-level stuff for all these guys outside of Judge, but they're all doing something, okay? And DJ LeMayu seems to be back. But the rest of these guys need to do something and lengthen that lineup. And you've gotten little spurts out of some guys. It's just not enough. Pitching-wise, Garrett Cole picked a bad time to have his worst start as a Yankee. He laid an egg in the worst possible spot when the Yankees were looking at being swept. And he gave up a four spot in the first inning. You know, this was not giving up a a key run in the sixth or seventh inning of a tight ball game. This was laying a big, fat egg in the first inning. And, uh, you know, that's a problem. I'm not going to lay this at the hands of lack of sticky stuff. He pitched very well. For the three starts before that. Uh, And on Sunday, he got bombed. So the Yankees have a lot of different issues, a lot of different problems. That's what happens when you're not a great team. Okay, Doesn't mean they're buried. Doesn't mean they're dead and gone. They were once nine games out and pushed that to within three just even a few weeks ago. There's room here. Okay, You've got some guys who are accomplished players who need to get moving, but you also need to make moves. The Yankees... I don't know if they can just count on getting Luis Severino and Corey Kluber back. Um, they, that might be kind of what they have to wait on here as they get closer to deadline to see where they are. 
but that's a really tricky spot. Having these guys come back so close to the deadline and losing your chance to potentially make a move there. Offensively, they need a center fielder. They can't keep running Aaron Judge and Brett Gardner out in center field. It is, it is, a, it is a weak spot. They know it. You know it. We know it. We all know it. Problem again is that it's it's really not possible to make a move right now because the trade market hasn't opened up. And this isn't what's Brian Cashman doing. Look around. There are other teams who need players, who need to make moves, and they haven't made any either. It is not easy to do right now. And if you think that Clint Frazier or uh, Davey Garcia is going to help you get a player right now, probably not. They are... Uh, sell low candidates right now based on what they're doing. Davey Garcia, in case you haven't heard, has an ERA of 8.80 at AAA. He looks lost. His delivery is shot. His velo is down. There's nothing happening. And, and you will not find a guy who's a bigger Davey Garcia fan the last three years than I was. So really a mystery right now seeing what's happening with him and how far he's fallen. He's not bringing you back anything. The names you're going to hear, teams are going to ask for, Jason Dominguez, Anthony Volpe, and these are two guys the Yankees are going to resist trading anywhere. So uh, that's why it's going to take until the end of July when teams come off of those names and you see what can happen. The Yankees are not going to trade those two in particular, and when you hear them, it's going to be a deal stopper, and you're going to be you know, exacerbated. You're going to be flustered and th- trying to figure out what the Yankees can do and, and how they can do it. It's not going to be with those names. Uh, who's going to be? Don't know, but... They've got, to, they've got to do something. And even beyond that, whoever comes in here isn't a white knight, okay? The players on this roster, the majority of the players on this roster are still going to be here. So they will have to do this. They've, they've gotten healthy. Luke Voigt is healthy. Gary Sanchez is healthy. Gleyber Torres is healthy. These guys are, Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, they're all in the lineup together healthy. Where are they performing? This is what the Yankees are up against right now. And we'll see what happens against the Angels. Man, it's going to be a bad look if Shohei Otani comes in here and destroys the Yankees both at bat and on the mound. Remember, he pitches on Wednesday. If he comes in here and destroys the Yankees in a four-game series and they're under 500 uh, heading into the Subway Series, boy, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be an ugly scene. And I know you want heads to roll. It's just not the way the Yankees operate. I can't predict that that's how it's going to go uh, because they just haven't done it. Thirty last thirty years, they have not made an in-season managerial change. It would have to really fall apart for that to happen. Uh, would a four-game sweep at the hands of Otani and the Angels do it? I don't know. That's uh, that's something we're going to have to cross if we get there. Um, but at this point, they need something to move in their direction. And look ahead a little bit to that Red Sox series because that's where they can make the big move. Eight games and 11 days against the Red Sox right after the All-Star break. That's where the move has to happen for the New York Yankees. And you can't let it fall away before you get there and, and make it a useless spot. want to thank you for coming here to listen. Make sure you subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders. Ed Coleman's Mets Reports, My Yankees Reports delivered to you. We try to come to you every Monday and uh, Friday, Thursday or Friday during the baseball season, and of course various times on WFAN. You can follow me on Twitter at YankeesWFAN. Again, subscribe, review. Thank you for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 